if the money's still out there, I, I think it's been torched after this. I, I would imagine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although, I mean, wasn't it supposed to land in Washington? So they've found it everywhere, right? A kid found so. it on the Oregon side, all over the they've, banks of the Columbia. Yes, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, it, we're kind of in a torched zone at this point. So, oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now that's kind of sad. It's just going dark. <laughs> Too dark. <laughs> DB Cooper, stop being funny. That's what we get. Wow. Let's just all think about that for a minute. <laughs> all right. These are the unexpected consequences of climate change, by the way. You never thought... D.B. Cooper wouldn't be funny? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we simplify the good life. My name is Brock Dittis. And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland. Where? The People's Republic. Of Portland, oh, which is nestled in the heart of Cascadia. That's helpful, thank you. We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way, such as this lemon LaCroix. Well timed. Covering bicycle, I totally lost, you know, <laughs> what the intro was. I was, That's I was the- actually like half thinking, like I'm actually going to do this from memory. And then also distracted by the, yes, by the drink. Ah, that's the and power of Lemon LaCroix. My, my mind just went completely blank. <laughs> Covering bicycling, trains, transit, adventures, life hacks. Life hacks. And other things. Yes. And today. Nestled in the heart of Cascadia. <laughs> today, an adventure. Today, the Swift Summit, motherfuckers. 200, that's yes. right. Uh, it, was, it was a 100 and a 200, is that right, Trevor? Uh, yeah, there's a 200 miler and a 100 miler, that is correct. Hey, look over there, it's Trevor Spangle. Hey, how's it going? It's good to have you in, thank you very much for being here. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. You brought a whole crew of people. I brought enough to uh, pack out this Airstream and we could hook it up to a pickup and have a good weekend in the woods. That's right, oh, yeah. That's right. All we're we missing. should do that. Well, let, yeah, let's do that sometime right. soon. Uh, all we're missing is the bike rack on the back. Uh, there's there's room for a couple. Does anyone have a double trailer <laughs> certification on their driver license? Well, we'll figure it out. Oh, you do? No. Oh, okay. Count off by twos, and we can all acquire a tandem and uh, <laughs> serve some space. I like, I like And then we can all harness up and tow the trailer together. <laughs> like a like a sled dog team. That's right, yeah. We'll, exactly. get, our, we'll get our one friend with the triplet to lead. The yes. triple tandem. That's right. Yes. Hey, uh, would everyone just mutter angrily really loudly right now? There we go. All right, and and now cheer. So now the listener didn't believe us when they said there was a ton of people in here. Right. But but really, we didn't put microphones anywhere else. Like, they're just in front of our (laughs) mouths. But that, you know, the the trailer is is full of good energy. Absolutely. And karma. And and it's getting hotter as we speak. Yeah. It'll continue to get warm. Uh, But, yes, we're going to have each of this is going to be like the, the speed dating of interviews. Uh, we're going to have each person in turn cycle behind the microphone and speak to us about their experiences. Cycle, with- get it? Hey. Right? With the Swift. <laughs> Is this thing on? This thing on? <laughs> yes. Thank you. Can you hear Can me you hear in the me back in of back? the trailer? <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, who back there has the Lionheart? The, the kombucha. Oh, the kombucha, yes. There, there we it go. Is. Yes, we, we have some Lionheart fans. I found out that you can uh, you can do dock sales of Lionheart kombucha. Wait, say what? Like, dock we can sales. just roll down... Yes, you can go to the top, where we work. the top of Portland, the northern half yes. or whatever, 
and uh, that's where they make the I stuff. I guess down for us, up for everyone else. Downhill, yes. yes. Uh, but the north. And yes, I, I was inquiring about that because it's my sober September this month. Oh, that's I'm, right. I'm not drinking. This is September, yeah. and therefore sober September. Hence the lemon LaCroix. Ah. I have a lemon seltzer to chase that one later <laughs> on. But, uh, really in with the, the lemon back. today. Huh? Oh, yeah. So um, I was considering sober September, but it doesn't roll off the tongue quite like sober October. Sober October, yes, and you get more time to drink before October. Yeah. That's true. It's a little bit more of a sacrifice, I think, because of Halloween or whatever festivities. Oh, right, right. Um, I teach, though, and mm-hmm. so sober September is not as um, <laughs> conducive. Something's got to get you through the beginning yeah. of the school year, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just a little padding. That makes sense to me. <laughs> Absolutely. Taper yes. off come October. Yeah, no, it's tricky. Well, I, mine has always been custom. I always start after Labor Day. And this year, what was it, the, the 30th of September is a Friday? And October 1st is a, no, Saturday, Sunday? And anyways, I was tailoring this to like, hey, what would make a good weekend party? And so it turns out Sober September ends one day early this year, too. Oh, uh, it usually ends like a day or two early, though. Does it? Exactly. Last year, I think I it think it ended, ended on the last day of the month last year, but okay, yeah. But this year it coincides with the weekend, kind of like uh, what, like Columbus Day or whatever, no Veterans Day or Thanksgiving. No, which 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 holiday moves around? I forget. Canadian Thanksgiving. Yes, that one. Yes, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So, anyways, it just so just so happened to work out that this year it was like, hey, you know, it's the weekend. I I probably have put myself through enough. Who knows? Uh, but and that's that's what's happening. So when I went to the beer mongers. Yeah, you've been on there, Southeast right? Division and 12th. That's right. The beer mongers at Southeast Division and 12th. I was there today. I picked up uh, a, a number of beverages. I believe I picked up 10 different beverages. One was a Lionheart. Uh, sorry, I got a frog in my throat. Can you say that one for was, me? One was a what? Uh, lion. Can you say it? <laughs> you can't really. <laughs> are, you, are you just trying to like feed me or are you seriously you can't do don't, it? Don't ruin the bit. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> Can, I've also got gum in my mouth. I, I just can't. I just can't get it out. Sorry. Can, can you pronounce us. it for me? Uh, so one was a Lionheart. Lionheart. Kombucha. That's right. Yes. yes. Uh, no, Lionheart. They they make a fantastic kombucha. The rest were amazing beers and yeah. ciders from uh, from all over the Northwest, and one from what Germany? Who had the Steigl? Yeah, that William over there has the Steigl. Is the, it Steigl? Steigl? I forget how to pronounce that. Yes, it's the, it's the German PBR. <laughs> Wait, I think. that just like rolled off his tongue. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, anyways, that uh, they're suspicious. Southeast Division and Twelfth, great spot. Next week they are having uh, cribbage outdoors. The weather, I think, I think that is the last week you could do that. The weather's been nice here recently when it's not smoky out, and uh, it's nice to know that there is a place you can go. You could play cribbage. You could be outdoors, and you could enjoy a fine adult beverage. And uh, where would that be? That would be at the Beermongers on Southeast Division and Twelfth. Yes. Have you all been there? Anybody? <laughs> yes, everyone knows. That's right. Yeah, it, it's a good spot. So, uh, anyways, I was there. Also, this weekend, Monger, wait, Mongtoberfest? Oh, yeah? The Beer Mongers, the beer <laughs> mongers hosts a, uh, a, a, an Oktoberfest. That's... But it's called Mongtoberfest. Because Oktoberfest is in September, It actually. is, yes. yeah. And there are various... Uh, someone in here, I'm sure, probably could explain with, uh, with great fluidity how that works. I think it had something to do with people brewing a bunch of beer and having to get rid of the old batch before the new batch was ready in October. Okay. So that's, I'll, I'll that's buy that. the legend I've heard. But uh, you, you know who doesn't have to cycle through their beer because they have so much of it all the time? That the would beer be mongers. the beer mongers yes, on yes. Southeast Division. Theirs as is well. perennially fresh. <laughs> so, uh, yes, it's uh, well worth paying a visit. But, so, uh, if this is something I've noticed. Yes. Um, 
as a trend recently that I think began over there mm-hmm. is um, grocery stores are now ordering a lot of their beers or, or sorting a lot of their beers by type. Oh, really? When Instead of by be, brewery? Yes, that when they used to be by brewery. Really? Yes. That Well, you know, good trends start somewhere, and that happens to be at the Beer Mongers. On Southeast Division and 12th. <laughs> That's right. You should go there. <laughs> well, hey, uh, anything exciting happened to you recently? Um. I I did have something loaded and ready to go. Uh-huh. Oh yes, do you know that bike stand that I have? That one that you put your bike on? The, yes. Yeah. The well, the double vertical oh, bike right, stand right, where right. the bikes like are like nicely displayed, mounted in your apartment from the floor bikes to are horizontal. It. The stand is vertical. Right. Anyways, um, I don't know exactly what happened. Oh. My neighbors said they felt the ground shake. <laughs> And then a really, laugh, right? really loud something falling, uh-huh. and they thought um, that uh, someone was breaking into our apartment. We were gone at the time. Yeah. We came home, and like our bikes are just everywhere. Turns out the bikes were breaking out. <laughs> yes. They were tired of being hung up on the wall. Apparently. Okay. <laughs> yes. So what, what, what have you done from then? Uh, we just left them on the floor. Okay, bike pile. I mean, we we stood them back up. Oh, I see. But we haven't put the stand back together. With dignity. Yes. Okay, very good. As befits uh, <laughs> your noble steeds. But, uh, yeah, it was a late night for us, and we came home at about, like, 1 o'clock okay. that night, and it was just bikes everywhere. And, gotcha. Yeah. It yeah. was kind of a mess. The, bi- the bikes must have been too tired. The bikes must have been too <laughs> they tired, tired, they said. <laughs> oh, too tired. Get it? Because there's two oh tires on the bikes. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> try the veal. <laughs> Dip your waitress. <laughs> Lily Santana. <laughs> um, I don't know if I've talked about it on air yet, but uh, I did an awesome ride with Aaron Delaney out to oh, Silver Star Mountain. Did I mention you, that? You maybe mentioned it when, referenced um, it. when we last recorded. Oh, but, that's right. Uh, go into a little bit more detail because there was a lot. Yeah. There was a lot of gravel mm-hmm. to be ground up. That's right, so yeah. Uh, no, nothing like what these people did, but uh, Silver Star Mountain is out to the north and the east of kind of the Portland metro area in Washington, uh, just in, uh, what, Clark County, Skamania County? Yeah. And it's the highest point kind of in the metro area. One of the It's our closest regional mountain, local mountain, and so or the highest closest. It, it, it's a beautiful spot. The closest highest. Highest closest. And yes. Old. Yes. Uh, but you can, uh, you can do what our friend Tim Mooney calls a fast forward take public transit buses out to battleground ride yourself out to silver star mountain and then hike up and sleep overnight on top of the mountain so what was your fast forward uh buses three buses from portland up to uh, the top of, of everything took, let me see if i can figure this out uh, i can tell you right now if you want to know <laughs> so you took you trimet was your first uh, right? c-tran oh you so you yep. started with c-tran all local transit uh, buses yeah okay the 65 the 80 and the 7 i think I forget now. Uh, I'd have to go back and check the timetables. <laughs> but all but the way out, so C-Train serves all the way out to Battleground? All the way out to Battleground, yeah, which means you cover what? That would be like uh, 20 miles of, of get you started riding that's no fun through the suburbs. Right. You get started faster that way, and then you can spend more time hiking in the woods. Because everyone so, knows the suburbs sort of have their own gravitational pull. They do. They're really hard to escape from by bike. They do. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the way that it worked out, we found this awesome ride. I had kind of plotted the ride out uh, myself alone uh, 
couple weeks before that, and uh, I found out that I, I rode exactly the wrong way. Like all, oh, the really? hill, all the hills were too steep. The payoffs <laughs> were not enough. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and so I reversed it, and so we went starting in Battleground. You can ride this amazing route. Uh, I'll try and post the route on the podcast website so people can see it if they want to do it or if they just want to see what it's like and heckle from the sidelines. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the way that we did it from north to south, amazing, beautiful downhills. Uh, you know, not too bad of the climb and uh, and really beautiful scenery. Albeit there was smoke, so uh, the whole Eagle Creek fire that's burning in the yeah, gorge right now. We, we saw it kind of on its first big day, huh. so um, it was intense. But uh, it was it was also it, it's it's a beautiful 360 degree panorama of the entire area. So uh, I recommend it to anybody. There's a big um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Hart family. The uh, Hart family, yeah, they're not they're right off. A bunch of cyclocross racers and stuff, brothers and sisters, and they're all really fast. Okay, I think one of the brothers uh, rides for Breadwinner, uh-huh. but they host um, non-sanctioned rides here and there. And one of them they do is called the Silver Star Prison Break. Ooh, and uh, because there's a correctional facility under yeah, Large Mountain. Yeah, so uh, also you, on a gravel road. Yeah, you go out there, and uh, when I rode it this year, I was with my girlfriend on our tandem, and it's it's steep, but it's it's rewarding. It's beautiful out yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. Like you're saying, it's close and accessible. Yeah, and it was something I used to do with my friends all the time. They'd be like, "Hey, let's go out on a you know beautiful Friday night and like climb the mountain under the light of the moon, sleep up there, and then watch the sunrise the next day." And uh, when Aaron Delaney and I went up there, there was no sunrise to be seen. We got oh, up at the time the right. sunrise was supposed to happen, <laughs> but there was so much smoke in the gorge that it just kind of like it turned orange, and yeah. then you know, and then it was day. So, uh, but beautiful, beautiful views uh, at nighttime. Even uh, even with the smoke below, we were kind of at a place where you didn't have to worry too much about uh, about the smoke because it was all kind of below the peak. And you know, any day you go up there, excepting the winter, the winter is oh, not right. so nice. It would but be terrible. Any other day, beautiful. So highly recommend it. Anyways, yeah. Other than that, just been uh, darting around town, uh, commutes to work, that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Enjoy enjoy the last bit of the sun. The last throes, last throes yes. of summer. That's right. Yeah. So, anyways, with that, did, did you remember what happened to you? No. Okay. <laughs> Just bikes falling down. My life down. is totally uninteresting right now. You know, sometimes that's nice. Yeah. You don't have to report to anybody. Little, right, yeah. right. <laughs> you want to know what happened to me? Well, fuck right off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yes. Fuck you. That's what happened that's to me. That's what happened. Uh, I, I am glad it was a good, quiet week for you. <laughs> Thanks. Excellent. Well, hey, let's talk to Trevor. Trevor, you hosted this thing. We had Maria Schur in here with uh, Wayne Norman uh, right before she did uh, some of the writing on your event. So, yeah, uh, that was actually really cool. I didn't, I didn't know that that um, episode was being recorded and that she was going to share that. And on my drive into work the other day, or I guess maybe two weeks ago, whatever it was, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, it's Maria. Oh, all of a sudden she's... Sharing some really kind words about the event. It was, yeah. It was cool. Yeah, well, it was yeah. it was kind of a cool event. Uh, can you kind of summarize for us what the Swift Summit 100-200 was? Sure. Let's let's do 200-100, though. Oh, excuse me. All the real people do the 200. <laughs> for all, well, no. Just, I mean, that's what the sticker says. 100's in the house! I got, it, right, I got right, so much okay. in my life I have to keep organized. I can't, I don't have time to... We can't fudge on this keep one. Those, yeah. That's right. Uh, so the Swift Summit 200-100... Um, kind of gets pitched as a part Grand Fondo, part Brevet, um, and part self-supported uh, endurance race. Okay, and these are um, all different kinds of uh, different kinds of bicycle racing terms. Yeah, that you're yeah. Out Grand here. Fondos are kind of your um, supported big party type type events. Uh-huh. Um, maybe a notch above, uh, just like a charity type ride. Gotcha. Um, you know, some people are racing, some people are just riding. 
Um, the brevet comes from like the the lineage of randoneering um, with checkpoints. It's self supported, um, and then uh, the new the new wave, the new fad of this really ultra endurance cycling. Um, so kind of just tried to mash all three of those together uh, in a way that created this unique event. Yeah. Do you have a background in, in all three of these? Um, I guess in some regards, I've dabbled in all three. I have done uh, a couple a couple brevets um, with the Willamette Randoneers and the Oregon Randoneering clubs here in the area. Um, done a couple Grand Fondos um, between here and California. And then um, I did... The first two years, the Oregon Outback, I rode that. I think that was kind of, you know, when when self-supported endurance stuff was kicking off. That's right. And the um, Oregon Outback is just a route that goes south to north uh, or north to south, whichever you prefer. Yeah. Uh, through the kind of the, the heart of high desert country in eastern Oregon. Yeah. Um, my my first real stab at, at the the self-supported endurance things was the, the Steens Mazama this year. Um, and it turned out to be a shitty experience. Is that right? Yeah, that's the <laughs> yeah. one thousand mile race that takes you to uh, infinity and beyond. Yeah, and we we've got the winner of that in this trailer tonight. Is that right? <laughs> we do. Um, Raise your hand. No, yes, right there, there we Craig go. Pauly. Fabulous. That's um, awesome. He's, he's here to chat a little bit. But yeah, I, I got I'd seen your face around somewhere. Really yeah. sick on the first day, and, and oh. later found out that um, that some people are having like norovirus or something going around. Oh, so right. that whole climb up twenty two or over to twenty two was. A lot of diarrhea through the cascades. <laughs> a lot <laughs> of puking. <laughs> That's no fun. Yes. I, yeah, I down like seven liters of water that day, and oh man, and all came back up. Yep, or yeah. out, or <laughs> left left the body in some way. So, so sorry. It, uh, yeah, I pulled the plug in sister. <clears throat> so, um, you know, other than that, uh, I raced the Dirty Kansas 200 this year out in Kansas, and that's a um, a self supported 200 mile gravel grinder event. And oh, nice. So very know, cool. Kind of just squeezing them in when i can yeah so when you put this event together what were you hoping for uh you combining these things obviously to kind of take the best parts of each one but you wanted to make this somewhat unique and somewhat different than a lot of cycling events yeah yeah i definitely wanted it to not be um a regular cookie cutter event um i think in oregon we're really we're really lucky that we can in some ways ride or race bikes with people every every day of the week um and from i guess sort of a consumer perspective of that um they they kind of all start to look the same you know Uh and so one goal i really had was to make it something that that stood out that that was doing something that no other events were doing um another goal in it though too was you know uh to to be partnered with obra um the oregon bicycle racing association correct yeah there's you know there's a lot of conversation happening right now they released their five-year plan how are they going to kind of rejuvenate it and stuff and and as somebody that's, you know, I wouldn't say I'm late on the scene. I've, d- I've done quite a few over events, but um, being uh, an amateur in, in that sport and, and having people that um, are in that sanctioning body, ha- having connections with people that haven't done it, you know, there's sort of this intimidation factor of Obra. Like, you, you got to be fast, you got to race. And, and I kind of think from a, a, like, I don't want Obra to die. I th- you know, there's, uh-huh. there's good parts to it, but. We've, there's got to be a way to bridge and eliminate that intimidation factor. Um, so I wanted to make sure that, that Obra was included and that people were having an opportunity to do a quote-unquote Obra event, um, that even if they were the last one to cross the finish line, um, the award ceremony wasn't shut down, that uh, that they felt like their effort that day was was as much rewarded as the first person that won it, you know? Sure, yeah, kind of respecting the effort that everybody puts into it. 
Absolutely. Especially when it's 200 miles. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, th- I think if you look at, at those two kind of goals I had, the, the overarching goal was just to make this really cool, inclusive community. Um, just looking at the people that are here tonight in, in the trailer, um, I mean, Craig kicked the Steens Mazama right in the nuts this year. <laughs> um, Devin cranked out her first century. Um, Chris, Chris uh, grew a big pair of nuts and, and <laughs> completed the most miraculous 200 miler I've ever seen. You He's know? giving the all shucks face right um, now. <laughs> you know, like uh, just the the diversity that exists in this this trailer right now. Um, I think it's really cool to see see that all these people exist and participate in the same event and uh, are here and they're like friendly with each other, right? Right. Like, right. They're all sharing beers and whatnot. Exactly. Or are they? I mean, they're not sharing them. I guess they they had to fight bitterly to see who would get the one. So. Yeah, someone's tied up in the back and somebody's stolen their beer. Yeah, you can't, <laughs> you can't see it out there in Radio Land. But yeah, I mean, I, I just think this idea. Too often I've seen. Um, and not just in cycling communities. I mean, it can be, I have a background in creative writing and there, the school I went to for that, there was like the art students and that were doing like fine arts and printmaking and things like that. And then you had the creative writing students and you just had these two camps that sort of just didn't talk to each other. And the whole time I'd scratch my head thinking like you, you both of your camps would be better off you know merging right (laughs) you have something that this person needs and vice versa you know um and i think that there there are times where i see that happening within cycling communities right like and not not putting strict labels on people right but there's the conversation like well there's a fred or this is you know this is we're a bike scum group or we're this we're that and it's like you're all fucking riding bicycles (laughs) right like too much difference really there's not too much difference and i mean we can we can make it political <laughs> current political times if we want, but like at some point people have to be able to look at each other and go, We're we're all kind of wanting the same thing. You're you a know? human being on You're a bicycle. You're a human being on a bike and like yeah. let's just go out and ride our bikes and have fun, you know? <laughs> um So that's what this is about. Yeah, if that, if that helps describe it. I mean I think it probably just complicated a whole lot more than it needed to be, but um no, that, that that's pretty cool, and I like I like the idea because again, there are many things that like I like the idea of engaging in a little friendly competition. I also don't like the idea of getting like just creamed into the ground by some somebody who's way better than I am, and then being left behind with no finish line. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, and and there's that element too. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not I'm not a, a skinny road racer type by any means. Um, you know, I'm never going to be a front of the pack breakaway type rider, um, but. I like being able to challenge myself, you know, just that idea of you're racing yourself. Um, and I think there's, there's a, there's a pretty great, um, intrinsic reward that comes with being able to, to commit to that, you know, and, and to even just show up, you know, Maria was talking about her first goal was to just show up to the finish line right? or n- not to the finish line to the start starting line. Starting is something. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that holds true completely for this event, you know, and especially if you're somebody that is not as confident that you're going to to place well you know mm-hmm. like i'm just going out there to see what i can do yeah you know that's cool so. well uh we're at five minutes so before we move on to all of the participants that are here tonight yeah let's talk just a little bit about the setting where did this happen and what was the route like okay the uh the setting time place uh lebanon oregon <laughs> down outside of corvallis in the lamont valley i believe it's exit 239 if you're driving south on i-5 uh it's actually useful w- information people <laughs> keep your eyes um, open 
That's actually where I grew up. I was born and raised in Lebanon, graduated from Lebanon High School. And what's uh, your mascot? It's Lebanon Warriors. There you go. Yeah, they had to they had to get rid of the the warrior emblem though recently. It's just LW now. Uh huh. Um, so uh, partnered with a local brewery, Conversion Brewing, down there. Um, it's really cool. It's part. It's connected to this outside park, and so immediately we're like beer, wood fired pizza, park finish line. Oh, there's a stage. We're playing live bands until the last person comes across, and you come through this finish shoot. And you basically ride right in the middle of a block party, right? And nice, then, nice. People are cowbelling, and people are, by the end, some people are really drunk and, and they're hollering, <laughs> you know. And, um, I guess in that sense, it would pay to be like towards the end of the pack. Yeah, you know? I mean, by the end, the cheering's was, probably a lot louder and perhaps a little less clothed. As yeah, well, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. It was a public park. Oh, right. And, uh, <laughs> As a first-year event, they were kind of skeptical. Sure. Of, like, <laughs> what is this big thing you want to do in our park? Yep. All the important bits were covered. Yep. Um, so, it's down in Lebanon. The 100-mile course, um, I had about 4,200 feet of climbing. 4,400, but some people here are arguing with their garments. Um, yeah, I clocked 5530. <laughs> 5530. All right. That's um, Devin. That's our first interviewee, so we'll be with you in just a moment. Yep. And uh, the 200-miler had about 8,400 feet of climbing. Um, it had two, two different sections of gravel. Three, like three, four, four. four. <laughs> I should know this. The, uh, max maybe around ten miles of gravel. There okay. was one climb of gravel of like two ish miles that was pretty hellacious, and people, I think, don't like me after that. We'll probably but, hear um, from some of them tonight. Yep. Um, the checkpoints were about forty miles apart, forty to fifty miles apart. So there were. Um, I want to say six of them for you guys in the 200 and four for the 100. But basically, and this is where the brevet piece comes in, you had to stop at the checkpoints. Um, you'd come in and you'd get your checkpoint card signed by the aid station volunteer. Um, and you had to, you know, carry that throughout the day and, and make sure you brought it to the finish line. Um, so along the way, people could stop at any convenience store they wanted. A lot of people were like, oh, I ran out of water. Well, you also passed... You passed a McDonald's. You would there, passed. Would there be a Dairy Mart? Uh, there's no Dairy Mart. Okay, um, that's the southern uh, Southern Oregon. Yeah, once you get out, there's, well, there's one over in Albany outside of Eleven, and I used okay. to I used to kind of plan my routes around Dairy Marts um, when I lived down there. They're pretty great. They're they're great. They're like a, they're a notch up from your standard convenience store. Yeah, they're I a little think. bit better than a plaid pantry. Right. A little yeah. bit more um, pastoral in a way. You know, right. The, the good old farmers. The, Farmers convenience store. First off, uh, let's name just name off a couple of like convenience store, like local convenience store chains you know of. For example, Turkey Hill in Pennsylvania. I know uh, Casey's in Kansas. There we go, Aaron. Unimart in Pittsburgh. Unimart in Pittsburgh. Okay, anybody else? Piggly Wiggly. Piggly Wiggly. Piggly Wiggly. Oh, yeah, oh, yes. I remember those. Is that a corner store? That's more like a, more grocery, a grocery chain. I used to have one in my town, like way back when I was five. They moved out. Didn't they have to get broken up? I think Weren't so. Weren't they a monopoly? Like an antitrust sort of yes. thing? Yeah. Who yes. knows? Okay. Yeah. yeah. You totem. You totem. In Arizona. There you go. In Arizona. And uh, Loaf and Jug is in Colorado. There also is um, the infamous <laughs> Come and Go. Come and Go. Absolutely. <laughs> With the, the Midwest. Yes. That's right. Um, yes. Uh, so anyways, you planned this around some, some convenient stops. Yeah. I mean, it's basically it, both routes were just you're going out for a long ride. It was open roads. Um, there were you know, no flaggers or anything like that. It's just kind of like, imagine you and your buddies saying, hey, here's a route. Let's go race it. And it's mm -hmm. long today, right? So nothing shut down. There are no chase cars. No chase cars. Break, you fix it. Like, you know, kind of the 
And maybe that's where the self-supported piece comes in. Gotcha. You're on your own. I yeah. mean, I did, you know, everyone had my phone number, and if, if shit really hit the fan. We're not going to let you die out there. Correct. Uh, but come pick you up, whatever you need. We you will know. let you suffer out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, within reasonable means. <laughs> you know, insurance only covers so much. That's right. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, excellent. In that case, uh, all the other details of the race, I think, will probably come out as we speak to all of the folks that are here. Yeah. So with that, here comes five minutes. Devin, you're up. Uh, tell us who you are, where you're from, and what attracted you to the ride first. Hi. So my name's Devin. I'm a nurse from Salem, Oregon. And I got involved with the race probably through my boyfriend because Fletcher knows Trevor. Um, and I had always sworn to never race. Because I was kind of against that whole scene. <laughs> Never. I, I was just like, no, it's it's all about being, uh, having a good time and just being outside on your bike. And I didn't want to get distracted by the race component. But um, I did my first mountain bike race, my first road race, and my first cyclocross race this year. And first off, I want to say thank you to Trevor hey, for the of hours of work. Thanks. This, uh, all of us <laughs> will say this event was just beautiful and so many details. Months prior, he always was posting motivational, um, like, just quotes on Facebook, making sure everyone was ready. He would post um, information about specific writers so that we that. knew like who to ride. Bi- yeah, who we were writing with. Featured writer. Biographies, uh-huh. yes. And then music beforehand, he, before we all took off, there was a poem he, he recited. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was just so many details that went into this. And again, I want to thank you guys, too, for getting the word out about this race. Oh, I'm glad it happened. I'm glad people I mean, know. It, was, it was phenomenal. Yeah. What happened out there? Um, it was, for me, it was my first century. And so um, I was just, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, riding with my boyfriend. Um, we were just out for a ride. We were pretty relaxed about it. Um, just out for a good time. Beautiful scenery. And again, one of the best things about this ride, sometimes you go down um, some pretty scary descents. And the road conditions, they've got a lot of roots and potholes. And this one from start to finish was just beautiful. Oh, nice. Um, not only the scenery, but the road conditions, too. So you could just scream down those hills. Um, I think Fletcher clocked 42 miles per hour. I only got up to about 40, (laughs) but it was just fun. And the people that we were riding with were really encouraging, just beautiful spirits. Yeah. Um, and you know, the people at the support stations, even we ran into Trevor's first grade teacher. Is that, that right? Oh, really? <laughs> oh, oh, uh, who, Tim. Who? Tim was my eighth grade language oh, arts teacher. Oh, eighth grade. Okay, yeah. okay. And he was the one you called <laughs> to pick you up from that race you were talking yeah, about earlier? Yeah, so Tim, I mean, what's the opposite of a domestique? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like the person that bails you out when shit hits the fan. But yeah. Tim is that man. Um He's a really good friend of mine. I, I'm trying to picture him actually teaching first grade right now. But yeah, it was just a big, huge family. And I heard on the 200 ride, it was your mom was one of yeah. the supports. Yeah, yeah. my mom and my dad really uh, jumped in. I mean, you out. can't get any better than this. Yeah, your this was just hero. such a great ride. Making that happen. Yeah, yeah it was good. fun. It was cool to do that. Because, you know, like she's saying, that the roads are incredible down there. I, I live up here now. Um, I've lived elsewhere in the country, Kansas, Maine. And and I, I think in the state of Oregon, unless you're going to go do, like, a destination ride like your Silver Star, go out to 
to uh, the Painted Hills or whatever, those roads in the Willamette Valley are the most well-maintained, shouldered, low-traffic roads. Like, we often, we'll, we'll just drive down to see my parents for the weekend to just yeah. do a bike vacation because I don't have to get on Springwater to ride, you know, however many <laughs> miles to get out on roads or whatever, you know? You can just be in the country immediately. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Within five minutes, you're mm-hmm. just out there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Devin, what was hard about this experience? Uh, I would say the hardest part was the very last climb. Um I mean, we all knew the big climb was coming. It was very clearly graphed out mm-hmm. this nice peak. Big <laughs> elevation thing. Yes, on your that map. we were all staring at. Um, was that like the it, end of every. It, like, it was near run? the end. Okay. Um, but it was the heat. It was that black tar <laughs> surface. Oh. And so yeah, near yeah, the so your, end, your and that's just what just dragging. kicked your ass. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you just had to put your head down and just breathe through it. And just keep pedaling and just breathe <laughs> and kind of meditate for a bit, knowing that this was, you know, just suffering, human suffering, and mm-hmm. it's going to come to an end. And that's really going to be the hardest part and to push yourself through it. Yeah. Now, that you mentioned, was, like, it's just you just went on a ride with you and your boyfriend mm-hmm. trying to be relaxed. Did you find it, like, easy to stay relaxed? Because yeah. I would imagine it'd be pretty easy to get caught up in the, like, whoops, sorry about that, uh, the whole, like, race, like, uh, I don't know, just the excitement of all of it. And no, not, at the very, really. very beginning, um, yeah. it was a little bit of that where everyone took off. But it was exciting. Right. Because he was, uh, Trevor was in the back of a VW convertible <laughs> with a speaker, <laughs> with music going, and everyone took off. I mean, that was just rad. That's pretty so awesome. So just following yeah. this, this VW, uh, you know, through the streets. Uh, so, you know, but that was pretty much the only part that really felt like a race mm-hmm. i mean when you've been riding all summer long it's just it's easy to just start to daydream a little bit and just enjoy the scenery yeah. around you and get distracted just by the scenery yeah right yeah uh, all right your five minutes are up we're going to awesome. cycle you out can we bring <laughs> you, you in next sure all right uh while you're getting situated uh trevor hey polly come on down tell us about this vw setup what uh what was this so uh my parents, I, I don't even know why they bought this. <laughs> I mean, it, it had to have made sense to them or somehow. I, I think they actually bought it from a girl who was getting ready to study abroad. Uh-huh. Um, I want to say, gosh, the year on it. I can't remember off the top of my head. but It's classy it's a, looking. It's, it's classy. It's called a champagne edition. The Ooh. girl sold it for um pretty pretty cheap penny for what <laughs> it's probably worth. And uh, my mom, you know, custom vanity plate says Tam's VW. There you go. Um, and I just thought, man, what a cool, like, I've been in events and fondos where, you know, there's a lead car and it's just like either a police patrol car or whatever. And so we took the top down off the VW. My dad drove it out. I stood in the back. We had one of the photographers in the back seat with me just for, for on-course media. Yeah. And um, I decided let's just, like, uh, do like an old boombox setup, you know? Nice. Right. Nice. Um, kind of like say anything, but moving. Yeah, so just music was blaring out of that and just DJing out of the, <laughs> out of the back of this VW. Definitely, Lebanon has um, its fair share of lifted Chevy pickups with Confederate uh-huh. flags in the back. <laughs> and I'm pretty pretty certain there's a couple that we were blocking on the road there for the first Whoops. part of the rollout that were not happy, but... Uh-oh. <laughs> You know? Yeah, but nothing happened. No, not at all. Well, can I have you introduce yourself, and uh, where are you from, and what was your ride like? Uh, My name's Craig. I'm from Milwaukee, Oregon, or Milwaukee, of course. uh, With an IE. With an IE, that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, 
it was a great race. I thought Trevor put together a pretty uh, class act for a really nice uh, event. And uh, it was a great first year. I was glad to be part of the inaugural uh, Swift Summit 200-100. Yeah. Excellent. Um, It was really cool. So Craig Craig and I met uh, through the Steens Mazama this year. Uh And um, then Craig ended up, like I said, kicking it in the nuts and just crushed out a new course record and just i think kind of made everyone's jaws drop like yeah what, four hours and or, yeah, it was four, sorry four days and four days and three uh hours and 20 minutes not <laughs> bad and that means it's you not. went uh, all the way to the other corner of the state and back yes yeah. it was quite an adventure <laughs> that's intense yeah well congratulations on setting a record oh thank you did you set a record at, uh, at this event uh no okay I, I did not that was rob english he was awesome okay i took a really good look at him at the starting line because i knew that was going to be the last i saw of him. oh really <laughs> oh man he's got an awesome bike and the guy's a great rider very cool yeah. so what were you riding i was riding actually my training bike mm-hmm. my uh, good bike was my specialized roubaix was Still damaged from Steens. I uh, damaged ah. my rear wheel on that, and I oh, had okay. yet to get it fixed. So I was on my uh, trek, and it was a little bit heavier, and uh, put me at a little bit of a disadvantage. <laughs> sure. <but laughs> Just save that wheel as a trophy from the Steens, right? Just like hanging on your wall. Yeah, exactly. Nice big dent in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're you're now you're no stranger to gravel. So how was the gravel on this port, this ride for you? Oh, it was it was great. It was um, you could pick a good line through it. Uh, you could find a, a solid line. Uh, so you're never like in the wash. You're never in like a like a little pond of gravel. There was a couple of places where it got a little deep, but mm-hmm. you know, if you pick a good line through it, you can carry momentum through it. And I, I was on 25, so it was no problem. Oh wow, 25s at 110. So you know, normally those little, psi. Yeah, those yeah. normally sink. So yeah, yeah. but yeah, right through it. And then there, there you nice. go. The descents, you know, you could pick a good line again, and with a little bit of mountain biking experience, I was hitting 40 on one of those sections. Wow. Very good. Are you more of a, would you say you're more of a road rider or more of a mountain trail rider? More of a uh, road rider. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, Yeah, I I did a little bit of mountain biking in in, uh, Depot Bay back then. 92 to oh, 95 yeah. so um, whale watching capital of the state right? yes that's right yeah. yeah very good well what else happened on this ride for you oh it was a great ride i was able to hang with rob was gone right out of the gate he he like dropped everybody mm-hmm. i was my what i could see yeah. right a flashing v- tail light going off into the dark <laughs> right off, passed, right off did the he first pass line the VW? he was right on the back <laughs> bumper yeah. of it that is funny because my dad my dad is he's new into cycling he doesn't know anything about rob english but he just goes <laughs> i had to i had to shift up i had to shift down because this guy was right on my tail because right out of the gate you go up this climb of maybe i don't know well we hit the railroad yeah. tracks and rob was right on his bumper because it was a hard right hand turn and he crossed these railroad tracks yeah. and the vw's dropped a little bit of pace and <laughs> oh, yeah. my dad's just trying to hammer and he's like yeah. this guy i'm flooring it <laughs> and he's right on a- my tail <laughs> I mean, <laughs> supposed to be a neutral rollout, but we were moving right <laughs> off yeah. the start. Yeah. <laughs> and for some people, there is no neutral rollout. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But, yeah. Uh, it was, uh, this is my first year of really doing any racing, so uh-huh. this was the first time I'd done any, anything like this. Yeah. It was, it was really uh, pretty cool. You know, I tried to stay with the uh, front group as long as I could, and they finally dropped me after about 60 miles. Okay. And, uh, were you were you put off by like the kind of the nature or the like the assumptions of racing before, or was it just something you didn't have time for? Uh, 
I don't know. I was out of I was out of cycling for about seventeen years. I got back into cycling about six or seven years ago, and uh, uh, I don't know. I I decided to do a, a randonneering season this year, and I rode with Oregon randonneers. Okay, and uh, did a couple two hundreds, a couple three hundreds, yeah, four hundreds, and a six hundred with them. Oh, was it West Six? Where was the six hundred too? Uh, that was the Kings Valley. One. Okay. And it was it's down no California, right? No, no, no. no that's, or near that's out of Newburgh. It does Newburgh, like Newburgh. Figu- I'm sorry, I'm thinking of something else. Okay, yeah, it does a figure eight out uh, pretty much to the coast and back through Newburgh, gotcha. and then down through uh, to uh, Corvallis. Six hundred miles is a it's a it's a six hundred kilometers. Col- excuse me. Oh, excuse me. I forget we were talking about randonneering. Still, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's still, still a lot. Though, right? Yeah, that, that is three hundred on the bike. Three hundred and eighty-three miles. Yeah. So. right. And I did that one in twenty-seven hours. So that was a fun ride. Yeah. Uh, what but, would you say to someone else who's going to compete uh, next year in the Swift Summit? Oh, uh, sign up when it's uh, make it available. happen. Yeah, okay. it's, it's a great day. It's a great event. It's a there's a lot of uh, good things about it. It was really well run for uh, you know an event, and uh, it it was all inclusive. Excellent. So you know, riders of all levels. Yeah, and then uh, hanging out at the uh, finish line was a lot of fun there at the end. So, uh, it's well worth it. Yeah, and the controls were really well run. Um, you know, going through the controls, the uh, volunteers were on filling water bottles. They were giving you anything you needed to help make sure that you got in and out. And um, all, everybody had smiles on their faces. It was very helpful. Lots of good food. What was your go-to food? Bananas. Oh. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Uh, so. Do you prefer a certain shape, color, age of ripeness? Or uh, varietal of banana. Uh, you know, uh, whatever I can grab when I'm in there. <laughs> like them all. Okay, gotcha. You're yeah. not picky. Yeah, the watermelon was pretty good on the hot part of the oh, afternoon. Sure. Too, yes. So. Yeah. That sounds all right. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here. Uh, congratulations well, on the Steens. Oh, thank and, you. And uh, thank you for coming to chat with us. All right. All Thanks right, so us. can we bring you in next? Thanks, Greg. We're just going right. to go down the line. That's right. So, Trevor, tell us a bit about these checkpoints. You mentioned that it happened, but yeah. uh, what what were the requirements? People had to punch a card? Uh, so everyone got, yeah, basically a control card. So in a randoneering event, you get one as well. This um, is both at the 100 and the 200 or yeah. just for the 200? Uh, both, yeah. Okay. Both distances got one of these control cards. So on a randoneering event, you might have um, an actual, like, town control where, say, so I did a 300K this year uh, with the Willamette randoneers. And one not of the 300 gr- miles. Not 300 miles. Um Right, one of the controls was, quote, like, Florence. So when I got into Florence, um, you just had to find someone to, like, write the time on the card okay. and sign it. Just so, a stranger? Just a stranger, right? Like, so, hey, you live in Florence. Hey, hey, can you sign? You know, I had stopped at a Safeway <laughs> market, I think, and just, hey, can you sign this real quick, right? I'm doing a, a bike thing. And right. This. Um, and those those are in place to help prove that you did the route as it were intended, mm-hmm. you know? Um, no cheaters allowed. No cheaters. Sometimes in, in a brevet or a randoneering event, um, there might be what's called an information control. I remember one we did early this season um, was like, at mile 48, how many zip ties are on the Oregon bikeway sign? Ah. Right? And so you have to stop and like, uh, I hope you can count. <laughs> There's four, right? So you have to have four. And it just right. proves, uh, it just keeps you accountable to, to have done the, the course. You know? Totally. Yeah. Um, so it. it the way that they were set up, could somebody have cheated? Absolutely. If you want to show up and, and cut this course, like, 
do it be my guest <laughs> like i think you're gonna have a lot of people just scratching their heads wondering why you why don't feel you? good yeah, about yeah. it yeah like i mean it's gonna probably show easily like you're gonna right. get caught um right. delete your strava account before you do it that's um, right <laughs> i mean the dirty kansas in the last few years has been notorious for people being dq'd because yeah like the rule is if you go off course you get right back on where you got off course okay you know honesty system or whatever gotcha and um you know it's kind of the same mentality for this. Mm. But be a good person. Totally. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, don't be a scumbag. <laughs> Can you I mean, like, <clears throat> is, the, is the, like, first, second, or third, or whatever, like, is it really worth it? Like, why would why would you want to? I mean, like, so... Is, is the, is the uh, uh, I don't know, the the ego boost really all that all that worth it? Some people have some ego debt. <laughs> I, I guess. Up on. There, there were cash These prizes. These are things that just don't make sense to me. Yeah, there were cash prizes for uh, the top three in each distance and, ah. and gender category. And then there were there was also, um, excuse me, this, this beer is making me hiccup. <laughs> or burp, I don't know which one it is. Uh, Both are acceptable. Thank you. Um, Anthem Collective here in Portland, uh, they make these really beautiful jerseys. They donated like over custom embroidered Swift Summit jerseys. Oh yeah, so oh, those wow. those were definitely in the running. You know, people yeah. were, were gunning for those. Yeah, people want stuff. But I mean, if you're gonna, I'll buy you a jersey. Right, you need to like <laughs> dupe so low. You're so needy. Yeah, if yeah. you're gonna cheat, you know, like yep. Just don't do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Makes so, sense to me. So the control cars were just kind of cool. People had to carry on. They got this little bag that they put them in that turns into like a cell phone case or whatever. And then it was just cool. I mean, my mom loved it. She was talking about like, yeah, they come in and I sign it. And that's not what my mom <laughs> She enjoyed like. that. <laughs> just, it was a good experience. I just realized she'll listen to this. And, <laughs> Can so. I have you introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Natalie. Yes. And where are you from? Salem. Excellent. And what was your experience like? It was kind of unique. Um, I signed up for the 200, and I had the opportunity of riding the course before the race uh, with a friend. And then we got to come back and ride 100 of it with Trevor doing some um, photo shoot footage. Yeah, we took care of drone shots before the race. We didn't want to deal with them that day, so we staged the event. Yeah. Ah, there we go. Okay. So it was, yeah, it was pretty awesome. And so I got to kind of meet Trevor and meet the organizer of the race. And I really appreciated the effort that went into the whole event. And I was pretty sold on it before I even started it. Yeah. Very good. And uh, then once it started. And then once I started it, I just was swearing up a storm about that yes. Trevor guy. <laughs> give us give us your favorite profanity. Oh, I can't say that. My mom might be like <laughs> What What letter does it start with? S. Okay. Oh, there we go. That's one of my favorites, yeah, too. That's, yeah, that's that's good, it's a good go-to. Yeah. yeah. So It's fairly inoffensive to most. Well, right. Yeah. Except mothers. Well, yeah, you can yeah. get away with it like outside of a grocery store, yeah. but maybe not inside of a grocery store. So my experience is I didn't finish. Mm-hmm. So I scratched at one thirty. Um, what did you say? But you've already oh, you've shit. already done it so many I times. I know, right? <laughs> See, that's the thing. I knew what was coming up at mile one sixty, ah. and I knew I probably didn't have enough gas to make the time checkpoints <laughs> like Trevor was talking about. Um, that he poo poos those gravels parts, and they they're doable. Uh huh. But are they doable at 160? Ah. Well, well, they're doable for Craig. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, I. I well, I, what's doable for one? And I've know. done it. And I've yeah. done STP. I've done 200 miles. But this was a completely different animal. Yeah, and you've that, done the Seattle to Portland. I have. Okay. Yeah. Which is less than 200. 
No, it's 200. Is it's it 200? Oh, it's 200. 206. Oh, there we go. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Just oh, so you know. Right. I haven't right. done the official right. course. <laughs> okay. Well, the Swift Summit postcard sat on my mirror for a few weeks before I even thought about registering. And, and then I did, and then I was committed. So. Okay. What pushed you over the edge? Um, I knew I could do 200, but I didn't know if I could do that 200. Yeah. So that's what pushed me over the edge. It was okay. the next challenge. So, yeah, it was quite the experience, and mm-hmm. I really enjoyed most of it. Yeah. yeah so describe, <laughs> describe the end then. The end for me? The end of your ride, yeah. yeah. The end of my ride. So um, it was after the second gravel portion where he talked about the heat and the wind. I was cramping really bad. Uh. The wind was blowing. I was all by myself. And <laughs> looks at no. Craig. She looks back no, 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 no. at her my, teammates. My teammates who feel guilty, and they they shouldn't feel guilty. I just had to throw that in. Yeah. Uh, but I was nauseous from the heat. I was cramping, and I just I knew I wasn't going to make that last checkpoint yeah. that was timed. I just okay. knew it, and and I just knew it was probably time to stop. So so kind of to give a better picture, add some more to the course and, and what Natalie's talking about. Uh, the town of Brownsville, where Stand by Me was filmed, has a dairy mart. It does have a dairy mart. Yeah. You bet it does. <laughs> that was originally going to be one of the control points. but uh, I'm sorry. Stand By Me, also a great film. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Stand By Me days there are fantastic to go down. I bet. Uh, they do yeah. a blueberry pie eating contest. Yeah. And it's, it's <laughs> magnificent. It's a film where Wesley Crusher points a gun at Jack Bauer. Yep. 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 <laughs> deep cuts. Deep cuts. <laughs> so, um, anyways, Brownsville, actually, the riders went through it on these kind of like clover loops. Uh, they went through it three times. And one of the loops go out uh, south of Brownsville. You go out, it's like Gap Road, Diamond Hill Road. Um, and then you head west of I-5. And, and that side of the freeway, if you've ever driven down through there, is, is flat farmland. It's just grass yeah, fields, yeah. right? Um, growing up out there, if you ride out there, it sucks. And you're going to have days that are just like <laughs> minimal suck. And then there's days when it's, it's really, really just awful it's an above um, average amount of suck yeah okay. there's just the wind there's nothing to stop the wind and the heat's there and late summer they're out there combines are doing you know the last of their thing plowing the fields and stuff it's dusty like it's just it's awful and and planning the course i knew like for myself that that would be the hardest part of the course sure it's, it's about a 40 mile loop and maybe 800 to a thousand feet of climbing like nothing, right? So immediately you see it, and Craig, we were kind of joking about this. You look at it and you go, well, that's going to be the easy part of the course, you know? Um, so as soon as I was getting these text messages like, okay, riders are through this checkpoint now. They're heading out that way. Um, I was starting, just as I'm driving around the course, feeling how hot it was getting and feeling the wind picking up in the valley, and I was just going, that's not going to be a good day out there. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and just immediately feeling... <laughs> feeling a little bit of sympathy. So we're talking like a lot of dust blowing and just dust and heat, and it's just kind it's of as muggy. And, and no matter which way you're going, it's like the wind is in your face, right? Like, um, and that's that's when um, a lot of a lot of the participants started to started to kind of flag some. The wheels started falling off the bus. Mm, sure, yeah. Natalie, what would you say for for people experiencing heat? What what are some of your recommendations? Uh, well, drink more. I, okay. prob- I probably hadn't drink more. Drank enough of what. Uh, well, whatever you could get at that point. Okay. <laughs> There's a dairy mart. <laughs> water, you're thinking, though? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah primarily water. Uh, heat's an issue for me, so I did a lot of heat training. Um, so I, I am going to do more for next year. Yeah, I'm coming back next year. Yes. So, yeah, that's for me. But I think that's an individual thing. Uh, people I rode with, uh, Chris, who finished, um, 
heat's not an issue for him. Okay. I mean, gotcha. but heat was an issue for everybody, really. Yeah. But it's just a I mean, relative just, thing. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. was the max temp that day? No, one hundred and fifteen, twenty. No, that's what it felt like. No, I mean, I think, I think. Don't don't ask the guy in the car. Ask the people on the bike. Oh, that's right, right. Um, I didn't drive with the air conditioning on that day. Oh, actually, I think the highest was ninety four. Okay, was it, dude? I've done that before. I've done that before, but it was completely. But when you're out in the open and it's like dry, and And, you know, I knew I'd suffer. I knew this race was about suffering. Sure, it was just a about. level of suffering. For sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay, well, Natalie, thank you for coming yeah, in. Appreciate thank it. thank you. Up next. All right. Uh, Trevor, you said no air conditioning in solidarity? Uh, in the car? Yeah. That's a bluff. Well, okay. <laughs> Never mind. That's totally a bluff. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> um, Can we yeah. have you introduce your uh, yourself? Uh, my name's Chris. Yes, and you're on the team. Uh, actually, we did have a team, yeah. so, which made it really cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, we were Team Sunshine. There you uh. go. Perfect. Where are you from? <laughs> I'm from Salem. There you go. A lot, lot of showing from Salem tonight. That's great. Yeah. Well, it's a good place to ride. Right, right. No, I, I've enjoyed the rides I've had around there. What was the experience like for you? It was long, mm-hmm. and it was hot. And uh, I, like everybody else said, Trevor did a heck of a job just organizing it. And it, it was a lot of fun um, outside of riding the bicycle. Yeah, <laughs> outside of that, yes, it was it was a good time. Except the bike for all ride, that. not so great. As a matter of fact, <laughs> what else did you do that day that was fun? Then, because I think I think the pizza the... and the beer at the end was pretty there, good. Yeah. There that's, you go. that's yeah. about it. What yeah. uh, What is your preference when it comes to beer? Uh, lots. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> I will take quantity, please. <laughs> For 500. Yeah, I'm a volume drinker. Okay, so. there you go. Yes, I, I would like to think I, I am. Uh, that's at least one of the things I like about beer. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yes, how about pizza? What's your what's your go-to pizza? There's only one pizza. It's mm-hmm. pepperoni. Okay, so. all right. There we go. I, I appreciate the question. Perfect. No, I just I want to like make sure. It's like a good standby. That's like, that's like the, the like foundational pizza there. Well, it's you the know, only pizza. So, right, okay. <laughs> there is Whatever. no other. No, I'm Spartacus. So, yes. <laughs> well, you can be whoever you want. <laughs> Uh, what were there uh, difficult parts for you? Which, which were the parts that you uh, groaned at the most? The race for me really started at 140 miles. Okay, and I've told that just easy. Not so much, but that's a nice <laughs> thing to say. No, I I had some problems in like cramping really, really bad out in beautiful Yikes. gravel pit Brownsville, <laughs> <laughs> and at that point I was. Still writing with Sarah, who's going to get to talk next, uh-huh. and and I gave her permission to go because, like, I figured my rate, my day was done. Yes, and somehow I just scrambled back and was there, through it. Was there anything you did for the cramping, like physically? Did you like kind of do some stretches while you were riding? Oh yeah, I was walked just... a lot. That was okay. good. Walking yeah. was excellent. No, I I pedaled with one leg and then I'd stand. Uh, in a big gear. The problem was after I actually met Craig, he probably doesn't remember it. And it's like, finally, I see somebody. This <laughs> was at the 156, you know, mile stop. It's like, oh, <laughs> he's at the 186. He's got 14 miles to go. I guess I'm not going to ride with him. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, I tried to do some strategies, but it was, it was, basically miserable okay yeah. i mean it was really painful <laughs> so endurance tips if somebody else is facing this what, what do you tell them i i think doing uh multiple hundred milers is a uh, probably a good 
good idea and like a, as a warm get up. a few get a few under your belt before doing this. Yeah, yeah, like many, <laughs> <laughs> as many as you can stomach. Was well, that yeah? Was that your first double though, Chris? I don't remember. Yeah. Your first. Oh gym? no, I did STP. You did STP. Okay. Yeah, and STP is in comparison. There is no comparison. It, STP is a is a great ride, a lot of fun, and but. But it is its own animal. I mean, yeah. But the Swiss Summit is like so much more difficult. <laughs> okay, it, it's not even in the same. Right. It's same, a different category. Yeah. Okay. Makes for sure. sense. Yeah. For sure. Um, I think so. Chris was really gracious, and he shared a a write up with me maybe like a week after the the event, and um, it wasn't it wasn't quite a race report. It, it read more just like. A friend sharing this really vulnerable diary entry. You know? Okay. Oh, wow. Um, how, how much can you divulge? Uh, I mean, just the the paraphrased version, man. I'm reading it, and I was just blown away. Like, I knew, I knew. So maybe this will be a no no. We'll have to edit. But but Chris was <laughs> he was the Lantern Rouge. Like he was the last one across the finish line. With there we go. I, I Round of applause, perhaps. Yeah. Totally. Um, and you know, I, I got, I get the text message like, okay, he's left the last checkpoint. So I think at that point, like 14 miles, so I can kind of estimate like when he'll be in, Yeah, you know, I was uh, kind of able to do that for the, for the riders and Chris kind of was beyond the estimation point, And that's when I'm just thinking shit, like that, every person that left the last one you want to finish, like you can gut that out at that point. It's a matter of, it's a matter of will and heart, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I was just. I was at the finish line drinking a lot of beer and just waiting, waiting for Chris. <laughs> In I, solidarity. Yeah, I was I was drinking one for him and drinking one for myself. There and you then go. Another one for him. And Perfect. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was just reading this and like he says his race started at mile one forty. I think that the, the writing you shared though was cramp started like one ten when you guys first left Brownsville going up, going up the climb out up Diamond Hill or Gap Road, and you had kind of waited with Natalie, and that's when you guys kind of started to piece apart and. To to get cramps for ninety miles and tough my, that out, oh my. yeah, Holy is shit. Uh, just mind blowing, man. Yeah, I it was really only sixty, man. <laughs> so what we learned is that Chris, when he writes into his diary, fibs to the diary. Uh, <laughs> no, okay, you know, but I, that that was one of those things where, like, you know, you have like a big race like Leadville, and and Ken Clover has his like. You you can do more than you think you can. You're better than than you think you are. That I might have botched it. You know, Dirty Kansas, this thing of like find your limit. And I don't I don't really want to label a similar thing for the Swiss Summit because to each person it's going to be individual. Like, and I don't I, I made the joke that like, you know, Chris grew a, a giant pair of testosterone induced testicles that day but like <laughs> i appreciate that thank but, you <laughs> but man like to label that for him i don't know his experience i from what i do know of it i have the utmost admiration and respect because yeah. that's it's huge you know absolutely yeah um whether it's your limit or whatever like you found you found a deeper part of yourself man for sure well uh we've got 18 seconds describe finishing I was just going to say, I, I really welcome the opportunity next year to volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That bit me in the ass one time, volunteering to, like, I'll do ride support for this. And then I ended up hauling, like, 80 pounds of ice and water behind my Oh, bike. that's right. I remember I'll let that. You, yeah, uh, I'll but, let you pass out beer at the finish line. But, hey, so the, I guess the you? one thing I would say is, you know, I've I've done some things, mostly in running and 
triathlons, but and I, I've said this to my team, and I've said this to Trevor. This this is by far the hardest thing I've ever done. Oh, wow. there you go. Yeah. So, so you recommend it? I didn't say that. Okay, <laughs> Chris, thank yeah, you. Appreciate that. Thanks, I believe Sarah's yeah. up next. Is that right? Okay. Uh, I, I really do appreciate, Trevor, that you have a pretty great knowledge of all the people who are competing here. You've, uh, they, I feel like you know them personally, and I, I don't think every organizer can say that when they do events. So that, I appreciate I, that. I Well, I appreciate you sharing that and, and recognizing it. Um, I think I continue to just pour out so much gratitude. To, like, it's been fun. They, they thank me a bunch, and I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Thank you. <laughs> but thank you, you know, That's because, right. um, man, the community that I just feel so much – more connective connected to through this you know and i and i hope it's the same for you guys like just immediately watching how um everyone became friends on social media and just like we'll get it next year type stuff and the camaraderie and it's just like it's been really cool and um going back to like original goals like that's just what i want bike bicycle riding to be you absolutely know? yeah uh sarah introduce yourself I'm Sarah. <laughs> Very good. Where are you from? <laughs> um, I'm also from Salem. There we go. Yeah. Salem's a cool town, right? I like it. Right, so can I ask uh, anybody that's uh, from Salem, in Salem, near Salem, do you know B2 Tap House? Yeah. I'm a big fan of those guys. Yeah. Uh, we don't have a Dairy Mart, though. You don't have so. a Dairy Mart. That's the one problem right. with Salem. So uh, tell us about your experience. What was your ride like? It was, in hindsight, it was awesome. <laughs> in hindsight. <laughs> right, in hindsight. So 2020. Unpack that a little bit. Um, it was... Uh, I mean, I don't know where to begin. It was like Chris was saying, like Trevor was saying, every ride is so individual. It's mm-hmm. you know, it's like the eclipse. You can't describe it unless you actually <laughs> saw it in totality. Um, <laughs> no, it was good. I had a I had a pretty bad fall on my Ooh. bike like in early June. Okay, and before so that, the event, right? So that kind of like took the wind out of my sails a little. It made me really nervous to go down hills right. and kind of open up. Did that sustain an injury, or was it just yeah, a? Yeah, I, a... I separated my shoulder. <laughs> um, I had to wear a sling for a while. Oh. But I found one of the good things about doing the 200 is that I was so tired at the ends. I just <laughs> didn't even care at that point if I was to crash. <laughs> so I wasn't riding my brakes as much. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, it makes you a little reckless. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I guess Very if good. you already know like what a separated shoulder feels like. Right. It can't know. get any worse. Right. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I've done this before. I know. You know? <laughs> I have the sling already. <laughs> right. So Exactly. Might as yeah. well use it again. Right. It, it's, it's, like, uh, it's like economizing. Exactly. Do you, uh, having an injury like that, how did you prepare for this? Um, I spent time on my trainer in my basement okay. when I couldn't put pressure on it. I just tried to spend a lot of time in the saddle yeah so regardless of how fast my legs were spinning sure time in the saddle with the sling on what's that like uh i watched a lot of documentaries on netflix i don't even remember everything okay, i watched there we go. <laughs> Very good. so the swift itself uh yeah. what were some of the uh, good and the bad of that for you um good was well I, i'll say i'll start with bad we'll finish on a high note cool um i'm <laughs> my phone died at one point and my gps reset i'm not like tech savvy but you were using your phone for navigation? I was. Okay. Um, and then when I tried to put my juice pack in, um, it, it didn't come up. Anyway, long story, I ended up getting lost. I actually called you. A co- I think I called you a couple times. Yeah, I tried to coach you through it. I think you might have been bike drunk. Because um, <laughs> I knew you had an iPhone, so I was just like, text me You know the, the share location so I can at least see where you're at. And I yeah. Um, that was the first time. I also oh. went like six miles the wrong direction ah. because like you're saying, there's the Clover in Brownsville. Yeah. My, my GPS wasn't tracking and there are, all the markers were on the ground and mm-hmm. I'm sure they were very clear, but I just, 
had no ability to read them at that time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So that is part of the course too is uh, uh I went out and marked it so we spray painted the Swiss mm-hmm. Summit logo on the road but other than that you get a cue sheet and if you want to upload the GPS track you can. Um you know other races like Dirty Kanza you just you're on your own. You just uh-huh. figure it out. So yeah. yeah, you figure it out. Um so there were some people that that went off course. Um sorry. No, I still yeah, made so it. it goes. Yeah. Uh, there we go. You made, yeah, and <laughs> so you finished. Happy, yeah. You're very um, good. I think there was a point when I realized that I wasn't going to make the checkpoints and I thought I still have time to to make it by 10 p.m. Uh-huh. And so I just kind of forgot about the the checkpoints and relaxed a little bit and was actually pretty shocked when I did make the next checkpoint yeah. and realized like, holy crap, there's a chance that I could do this. Yeah. Um and I, f- I thought I was the last person left riding at that point. Like, it was getting dark. I just wanted to finish. I wanted that stupid hut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was the that was the good, I'm assuming, was the, the end. I got the hat. Yeah. Yeah. Got, <laughs> yeah. No, the good, tr- honestly, was, was hearing that Chris was going to finish. Yeah. Okay. There yeah. we go. Perfect. That was, like, I'm surprised you unreal. guys that, uh, so that everyone that finished the 200 got a, a custom Swift Summit hat. Ah uh, yes, from double, cool. double I should have worn it tonight. Oh, from yeah, Double Darn. yeah, Double Darn she does did great work. Oh it's man, awesome. they're they're so beautiful. Um, I feel guilty when I wear mine because I haven't done that course yet. But <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, the uh, burden of an organizer, you know. But sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. But yeah, I was, I was like really looking forward to seeing you guys walk in here with them. I've seen some people out. Um, uh, Mark, um, I always butcher his last name. Bedirzik. Uh Birdzaki. Birdzaki. <laughs> <laughs> I always butcher it. Uh, he finished the 200, and I saw him the other night at TNR, and he oh, had yeah. his oh, yeah. on. Yeah. There we go. Um, Seth Boy finished, and he he's been sporting his. So a number of people around town have these custom hats. Yeah, very it's good. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, do you, you wear yours? I'm assuming. I, I haven't worn. It's like so. It's like an Oscar. I just want to keep it. Exactly. It's just yeah. there on a shelf. Right. Very good. Uh, what would you say to people who want to do this next year? I would say you can like don't be afraid of the mileage. Don't, don't be, afraid be afraid of the elevation. It's possible. If okay. I can finish it, then, like, as long as you're not cramping or something, sure, you can finish it. Very good. Yeah. yeah there is a time to listen to your body, but there's a time to tell it to shut up, That's too. right. Uh, very good. Sarah, thank you for coming <laughs> thank in. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, we've got, who's next? Uh, Adnan? Yes. Or is it Adnan? Adnan. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is definitely speed dating. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Trevor, do you know which one you're going to give the rose to yet? Well, not quite. I'm waiting to hear what Adnan has to say. All right. I know he's going to Europe this month, and I may, that might be the... True, true. Uh, introduce yourself. Uh, hi, my name's Adnan. I live in Portland. Portland. A representative from Portland, finally. Uh, tell us about your experience. Um, it was good. It was, Actually, I, I kind of I got roped into it. I'm a cycling coach, and one of my athletes was doing it and she said oh you should do this this will be great Uh i said no i don't really my wife (laughs) said you should do that that'll be great (laughs) and i thought okay fine you know i'm in good shape i'll just do it and it turned out to be a lot harder than i expected ah okay (laughs) through a combination of lack of taking it seriously and the guys (laughs) at the front going really fast (laughs) okay yeah those those are two things and then having to take that a little bit seriously and thinking no i just really want to ride it yeah (laughs) <laughs> Very good. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, so you were expecting something else? It sounds like. 
No, I wasn't no. expecting anything else. I was hoping, hoping for something. <laughs> <laughs> you knew the big data. difference. I was there, hoping yeah, that sure. you know we just kind of cruise around and really enjoy. It was a beautiful day. You know, we'd had all the smoke and the smoke was holding off and right from all the wildfires yeah, around. Yeah, it was cool in the morning. It was really beautiful, and I thought, oh, let's just go for a great bike ride. Yeah, and that's part of what attracted me to the event was yeah. that sort of there's something for everyone. It's a really beautiful way to introduce it and and bring include everyone and bring all kinds of cyclists together and i thought wow well let's just go and ride and um and then felipe signed up and towed the line then felipe signed up <laughs> he was his his leg you know he was kind of like nervously like bobbing his leg up and Bouncing down at up the start down. Yeah. and i thought man this guy's great doesn't he know we have like five six more hours to go yeah <laughs> didn't affect him at all i he, see that guy just felipe nystrom or nystrom uh i think he rides for western bike works uh, he he was Almost tapping the back end of the Volkswagen going up the climb. Oh, yeah. There were a few of those guys. Flying. Yeah, he was in the 100 mile category. Gotcha. Um, And and ended up taking the whole thing. And man, he, yeah, he flew. (laughs) Yeah. You said you're a coach. So uh, when you're prepping somebody to do something like this, what do you tell them? Um, uh, Well, take it seriously. (laughs) (laughs) It's harder than you think it'll be. No, it's. I just, uh, they basically have, they have to build a solid, you know, foundation for their endurance. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, this sort of event, you don't, you don't really expect a lot of attacking and hard accelerations, or at least I didn't. And then that's kind of what happened. Okay. And so <laughs> like you think it'd be more even, even keel. Yeah. It'd be a little bit more sort of a tempo ride, but it, it ended up being a lot of hard riding and then it got hot and uh-huh. then the pavement got sticky. Right. And I got dizzy. Okay. So it's, you got dizzy. Tell us about this. Yeah. Oh, so on the last <laughs> climb after Sweet Home, there's a long climb. Mountain Home Drive. Mountain Home Drive. <laughs> that was it. Um, Felipe took off. We caught him again, like for the third time, this this other guy, Eric, who was sort of my riding partner for the day. And um, we caught Felipe for the third time. And uh, he was laughing and we were chatting. And then he's like, oh, I- I'm gonna I'm gonna go away on the climb, and then ex- he did exactly that. And so Eric and I thought, all right, we'll just ride up the climb, you know, and keep it steady. How bad could it be? We've come this far, and then it got kind of bad. And <laughs> there was one point on the climb, I had to take off my sunglasses because the sweat was going into my eyes and I couldn't see anything. Ah, I was weaving ah. around. Yes, and the the little um, the the asphalt. The tar had come to the surface and and was in these little bubbles. Oh, isn't and, that cool? Yeah, and then you run over them and they <laughs> pop, and you think, "Wow, it's really, it really is kind of hot out here." Yeah. And then Eric told me after the race that he, he was just ahead of me the whole time. I could I could see him like I don't know maybe a hundred yards in front, and he told me after the race that uh, a guy in a pickup truck had had come and slowed down and asked him if he was okay. Oh, <laughs> like thought, like he looked that bad. And or? at first I thought. Wow, that was really nice of him. And then I thought, man, I don't, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> well, I didn't see any pickup trucks. I don't Bike think truck. there are any cars out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so either you were so delirious that you missed the pickup truck, or the pickup truck was a hallucination on his part. Yeah, I'm not sure which one. And it's a mystery. We'll, we'll just leave it's it. The magical mystery yes. bus. Yeah, I have no idea what happened. <laughs> it's like that that secret window movie. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Or he could have just been messing with me. That, that's very possible. Did you see the pickup? No, I didn't see any pickup. Oh, <laughs> man, you missed the pickup? I couldn't drop him with my legs. I had to, I had to have the psychotic, the psychic Psychological, psychological well, advantage. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's the lesson you learned is fight fire with fire to just be a psychological warrior. 
Yeah, that's what it happened. Yeah, I mean, at some point you just get to, I mean, a couple of the others have said the same thing. At some point you just get into this zone and you just have to focus on getting through it. And, right. And the nice thing about events this long is that you go through those periods and then you, you usually come out the other side and, and you're like, oh, I'm almost there. And then you get some motivation and you can you can finish all right and enjoy the party at the end. You have to climb the hills in your own psyche. Exactly. Yeah. Very good. Well, thank you for coming and appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks for having yeah. us. Who's up next? You, sir. All right. Uh, so, Trevor, was yeah. there a truck? You know, I found in that area that, I mean, there's very little traffic, and a lot of times you get on these back roads, and if you are passed by a truck, it's an oddity to them, right? Like, right. why are you climbing up this road right. on a bicycle, right? Like, I'm in first gear in my lifted Chevy truck with a Confederate flag <laughs> and going up this gravel climb. Why are you on a bike? That's you know? the country we're in, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, you, yeah, I mean, I've when I've been out there, I've been like, what the hell are you doing out here? <laughs> Riding my bike. Yep, exactly. You're crazy. Uh-huh. Yep. And when, when anybody says you're crazy, you're just kind of... <laughs> uh-huh. Like yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. That's the best response. Totally. Uh, introduce yourself and uh, tell us about your... Uh, where, where are you from? Um, from uh, Portland. My name is William. William, what's William up? William Santana from uh, Portland. Uh, just, uh, you know, coming to be a part of this here in the uh, the hot... The hot trailer. Hot, uh, it's becoming a sauna here. in here. Yeah. Yeah. sauna. Yes. We're, we're all on our vision quest together. <laughs> so tell us about your experience with the ride. Oh, it was uh, it was great. Um, uh, I got reeled into it. Uh, my fiance here. Uh, she, hey. she. This is something that she had seen that she wanted to do from from a while back. And congratulations, uh, you too. Yeah, we. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a great. Uh, it was basically like a team effort. Uh-huh. You know, she she kind of pulled me in. And I was like, oh, you know, I'll just do what I can to, to help out, you know, and I've done uh, a lot of centuries. I used to race and, you know, when you train, you got to do a lot of centuries and you stop thinking of centuries as a hundred miles and like, oh, I was out for five hours or six hours a day and it's right, a lot easier. time-wise. Yeah, you, you think of an hour or, you know, six going by, it's a lot easier. To, for sure. So, you know, I'm out there just kind of being like, you know, hey, this is this is good, this is, this is fun, this is easy. And uh, did you think about this one in terms of time or in terms of mileage? I just, it, it just, it. I think it takes the stress out. To okay. Think of it in terms of time, really, it <laughs> does. Right, I right. mean, because when you're like a hundred miles, you know, and especially, mm. you know, seeing these other, you know, they're doing two hundred <laughs> miles, you're like, we're definitely not doing that much. <laughs> you know, this is this is just you know around the park basically. There we go. So, at what hour did you feel the most pain? Uh, let's see. Um, I don't know. You know, we kept a pretty good. Uh, pretty good pace it never got intense uh you know the heat was uh you know when we were climbing the final climb uh you know that was definitely where it started to feel it and we had one guy nick who we were kind of yo-yoing with and uh he was definitely working uh he was trying to make something of it and so like he when he took off and i mean we were like at mile 70 and i was like sarah i was like he's gonna come back watch she was like, no, because he took off. And I was like, but he's working. Like, he's he's working yeah. hard. Like, he's going to come back. So he was out of sight. And then we got up to, like, I think the second or third to last checkpoint. And there he was. And he was, like, had the sponge. So they had they had a, a bucket with a sponge and ice water. And he a was sponge just, bucket. Yeah. And he was just yeah. dousing himself with it. And he was, like, punching his uh, his uh, his calves. And you could tell he was definitely, like, ah, feeling the, uh, tenderizing, the hard miles. Just tenderizing his muscles. Yeah. And okay. so, uh, you know, we left out. Like, Sarah and I were leaving out, and he made sure to jump on with us. And, uh, you know, we just kind of had good conversation going the whole time. But then uh, once once he knew he got close enough, then he ribbed it back up again and <laughs> oh, okay. got it, you know, made another 10, mile, uh, 10 minutes on us. So. Thanks, guys. Well, yeah. What I think is cool, though, Nick, I think, ended up taking – 
so it was like Felipe, Eric, yourself, Sarah came in. You're behind with Sarah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then Nick. You know, you guys were all laying down race pace. I believe Nick Duger comes from a randoneering background. Oh yeah, he right? was definitely putting down more than randoneer. Yeah, effort. so like I think that's just the testament to like it doesn't care what background you have. Yeah, like, exactly. Tenacity <laughs> kicks in or whatever. Like, sure. You know, and it was still a lot of fun. I mean, that was the best part. Is like yeah. you know, like there was moments when we'd be going up a climb, and you know, I'd you know just kind of throw a little heat on him just to see how he responded, and then you know, halfway up, we just started chatting about like yeah. You know, just, ride you know it's, it it's the sandlot of bicycle racing i just <laughs> i just decided that right so where's the big dog the big dog uh i believe that was in brownsville that might have <laughs> just been go. in brownsville yeah there we go in Perfect. a pickup truck with a confederate flag <laughs> uh, how does this compare to other big rides you've done just as far as like uh, you said it's different but well i mean i yeah i did most of my miles uh in uh, my, most of my experiences back east uh, from Georgia, but uh, so I'm the heat I'm familiar with. Um, but out here, um, the majority of my riding, it's you know you're dealing with usually in the winter and the fall, and it's it's windy and it's you know the conditions are always you know much more challenging. I would say that if you are looking to go do a ride and you know you want that that group experience where you're kind of reaching across the different types of riders, and but you still want like a good quality terrain and course you know something that you're actually going to feel like it was fun i mean even with the challenge i'd say that the you know this ride is I, it doesn't there's not a second that i've there's, there's no rival to it i mean it was just the quality of the roads and then just you know trevor's just making it such a genuine experience i mean i got this letter this handwritten what was like a poetry in the mail and then he, i mean he had <laughs> he sent me this thing and i was just like i mean coming from like pretty much like racer background or whatever it was just like way far outside of anything you I'd don't ever think expected. the tour de france riders get handwritten letters I and they have, sign up i mean <laughs> that's not, not common bicycle i've never been to the tour de france. i've never actually raced in the tour de france but no it certainly is outside anything i've ever done right yeah. what, about, what about the tour de georgia is there one of those mm-hmm. uh, well yeah there was okay but uh you know money which part of georgia are you from atlanta atlanta yeah. very good the uh, historic fourth ward Oh yeah, kind of yeah. new. Uh, yeah, no, it's right there in the. It's hot. It's all right. It's all. It's, it's all popping. It's, it's where it's happening. It's where yeah, it's yes. all going on for sure. Yeah. Uh, coming from Georgia, do you see any influences in Portland that could possibly be considered to be Georgian? Any influences? Yes. Uh, how do you How do you mean that? Uh, are there any parts of town that remind you of where you came from? Oh, you know, I mean, it's a little bit. It's actually, when we were riding over here. We were going through. Uh, you know what is it uh, down brazy in the the fremont area and it's you know oh, okay that old you know those you know 100 year old houses and stuff oh that, sure that kind of reminds i mean there's not a lot of that in atlanta it's right you know, it got burned down you know back in the civil war there, so there there's some of that there's a small section where it's you know it's it's uh you know it's got that but i mean atlanta right. it's unfortunately they don't really hold on to their history gotcha so. well we know where to put the wormhole between the two yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Thank you for coming in. Appreciate yeah, that. No problem, yeah. And thanks. Uh, thanks for being here. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks, thanks for having me. Uh, so poetry. You wrote poetry. Uh, and were these different poems to each writer? Well, so I didn't write poetry. Um, did you just rip off the poem for my heart, Huckabees? <laughs> you bet I did. <laughs> no one sits like this rock sits. That's so good. That was. You rock. Blow it rock. Rock. You rock. Oh, that was awesome. Um, so, yeah, one thing I wanted to do, I mean, if we're going back to that idea of inclusive communities, I mean, even outside of bicycle racing, if you think about the artists and the poets and the musicians, I mean, um, 
all communities are stronger with diversity, right? And um, I have a background in creative writing, nonfiction writing, poetry. Um, long time ago, I wrote this really terrible book of poems um, called <laughs> Father, I'm Waiting by the River. It was part of my senior thesis um, back in the day. You should let us be the judge of that. Well, hey, yeah, you can find it. Here's a funny story, though, because I know my girlfriend will listen to this. When we first started dating, I uh, humbly and shamelessly plugged that book into our like first date conversation. Nobody had bought that book in probably four years. <laughs> and that night after our first date... <laughs> I get a notification that somebody's bought the e the, the, the Kindle version. <laughs> who, who was it? Uh, well, I immediately decided to just use deductive reasoning and sent her a text that said, "You could have just borrowed a hard copy." Um, yeah, so that was that was really great. That's awesome. Um, so what I did when 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 Billy's talking about um, the poem, so I did I did handwrite every personal letter, um, and in some way just tried to like. I mean, I wanted to thank the people for signing up, but then also kind of just share my own experience or, or perspective on signing up for something that's big and um, just sort of what the event is about and that I can't wait to, to like, see them at the finish line, you know? Yeah. Um, and then with that, uh, Blackout Erasure Poetry um, is is what I sent to everyone. So Erasure Poetry, I'd never actually dabbled in it. It sounds like a drug. <laughs> uh, I've never dabbled in it. Uh, some some other friends have done it. I mean, I was familiar with it. But you basically take any any text you want, a magazine or a book, and you take a Sharpie or pen, and you, you black out what you don't want oh, okay. and leave the words that uh, you want to be there. Gotcha. So, um, I, I cut up some old versions of Charlotte's Web that I had. Um, nice. Excuse me again. This, this burping. Um <laughs> The uh, I used Stuart Little. I used a copy of Don Blanding's Mostly California, some weird church book that I found from my theology days. Uh, but yeah, I was able to make these poems that were, um, I don't want to say they're cheesy, but they were very much like, I think Maria's, she said she memorized hers, right? And, and recited it a bunch at the aid stations, but it was something, you know, like mile by mile, reveal your heart, um, blood, sweat, and tears up the climb or something, right? And, and, to me, just the exploration of making those, it, it was cool for my own, quote, you know, creative juices sure. to sort of be relit. Um, but to just that conversation or, or idea that a different narrative or a different story exists within, I mean, a copy of Charlotte's Web, right? Right. My, my students in third grade right now at school are reading Charlotte's Web, and it's funny because they're going through these passages and that page now to me that that student's on means something totally different than the poem that I sent, you know, to that writer that I know I sent Charlotte For sure, to, yeah. You know? um, it's like they say about making a statue, right? Was it Picasso or who? No, Picasso didn't make statues. Michelangelo. Michelangelo. I just remove everything that's not, you know, what I want to be there. <laughs> so, yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, here we are talking about statues and Pablo Picasso, but we're here recording a, a, a podcast about bicycling. That's right, yeah. You know, I yeah. think it just speaks to the... <laughs> The interconnectedness of it all. It does, yes. The perichoretic dance of, of uh, the bicycle race. So introduce yourself. Uh, hi, my name is uh, Sarah. I'm from Portland, Oregon. There we go. And what was your experience with this like? Um, I picked this race out earlier this year, probably. I think like once it once it um, was made available, once I saw it on Facebook, every year I kind of make a good goal for myself. And this was this was what I wanted to do for 2017. And I uh, purchased a new bike earlier this year. And What'd you get? I got a S-Works uh, Armana. You like Ooh. it? Yes. Yes, I like it. It's, it's the first bike that I that I have that actually fits me the way that I want it to fit and allows me to go a little bit faster and 
There we go. Ride the wattage. This is, that race is yes. all about wattage. Yes. <laughs> was this, yeah. uh, was this uh, you did some preparing, I'm sure. Uh, was this the first time you had done this long on that bike, or did you do mm-hmm. other longer rides to no. prepare as well? Um, I think I've been doing some longer rides over the winter. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Where'd you go? Um, I don't know. I tend to stay on the spring water corridor. I, uh, um, I have an odd schedule, so I ate a lot of days off during the week. So Gotcha. Um, I would go out to Springwater like twice in one day. It makes 83 miles from the from the beginning of my house. And Not it's bad. It's a place where I feel safe and I can do it by sure. myself because on a Tuesday, you don't really find a whole lot of people to ride with. So. Sure. No, that's true. Yeah. What happened at the race at the Swift? Um, I did pretty good. I um, think I was the first woman in the uh, 100 category. I will, hey. I will confirm that. Yes. Yeah. Applause. Uh, yeah, I, I think I did really, really well. Um I did, we kept a good clip, and we never got tired, never slowed down. Um, I spent a fair amount of time behind William's wheel, and uh-huh. whenever I wanted him to go faster, I would just tell him, plus one, <laughs> plus let's, two. Let's go. Plus one, <laughs> minus three. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I mean, it's good to have a communication strategy that allows you to do that. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. Very good. Yeah. And uh, so you folks were traveling together, so mm-hmm. a lot of the same things. What, mm-hmm. uh, what was your experience with the gravel? Um, the 100 mile did not have any gravel in it. Oh, it did not. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Nope. Your experience was good. If you had an experience with gravel, <laughs> you got lost. Not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, there's uh, there's lots of gravel out there. It kind of like hidden little pockets. When when I was putting the courses together, um, the 100 miler, uh, when I envisioned it, it, was kind of for those people who maybe this year accomplished their first like metric century. That maybe like 100 was a little bit out of range. Um, when 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 fa- when people started signing up that I knew were faster um, and, and had done successful centuries, I wasn't like, ah, no, you can't do that. You know, I knew it was just going to add another element, which which ended up being uh, ended up being great. But for those people that um, I wanted to sort of create a welcoming, like here, come do a hundred miles, <laughs> uh, I I, I kind of figured that gravel would would be a little out of their comfort it's zone. A friendly so. challenge. Would you have accepted gravel if it was in your path? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Did yeah. you train on any gravel for this? Okay. All right. So it's probably good, I guess, in the long run that you didn't have to do that this time around. Yeah. yeah. Um, hills, valleys. What uh, What was good about the route? Oh, super smooth roads, low traffic. Nobody act like a, no. No one that I noticed drove like an asshole around us. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah, but the the lack of chip seal out there really nah. really up your average speed for the ride. And, right. Because chip seal is pretty work. common in a in a rural setting, right? So, so you yeah. just had nice smooth asphalt. Yeah, mile yeah, mile. really a lot lot less um, feedback from the road on your on your yeah. wrists and shoulders. I want to do this ride already. Yeah, there you go. yeah, yeah. Um, very good. So, did, did you have a, a low point at the, in the in the day? Yeah, maybe maybe a little bit. I think at that last aid station, um, the way that we were fueling, we were only drinking um, something called Vitargo, and whenever you mix other things with it, you can kind of make your stomach a little upset oh, so okay I, I think there was a coke thrown in you into mixed the something mix. with it yeah yeah it's, it's like that'll yeah. do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i think our stomachs were maybe a little bit upset after drinking that coke yeah T- tell me more about this vitargo oh man this stuff is golden it's uh, you don't have <laughs> to eat or drink anything else with it you only feel with that i mean you can have maybe a little bit of something to give your stomach something to do to tie it over it i think to, i think it decreases the acidity of your stomach if you have something in there but yeah. um if you feel only with the targo you never bonk I, so I've, it's kind of like tailwind yeah yeah okay <laughs> it's like tailwind you drink yes nice yeah 
Well, the Tailwind is a similar similar. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yep. But I yeah, <laughs> maybe that's why Tailwind named it Tailwind. Though. So Tailwind like, right? trademark is also we'll a drink? stick on this. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, we're sticking on this like poetic symbolism, right? Like you can drink a Tailwind. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a similar thing. It's it yeah. was created by some Leadville racers back in the day that had gut issues and. It's basically all your calories and electrolytes in a bottle. I see. No, yeah. Um, Drink a tailwind, shit a hill. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's right. Or uh, shit while going uphill. Or down. That's Otago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you been using that long? Um, a couple years now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And cool. so you've got some experience. You kind of know how to how your body handles it. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you found it gave you sustained energy the whole day then mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So you never really had a bonk of any kind and, and no low points. Just, just kind of after that aid station. I mean, seeing that hill and the magnitude of what that hill is, that continuous grade. I mean, that was that was pretty miserable. And watching Nick, like who would I'd been, he'd been behind yeah. me like most of the Duking race, it and out. he, you know, kind of dropped me on that hill. Yeah. That was that was that was <laughs> that was frustrating. The the that you was know, that hill. <laughs> Let's talk about that. The hill from hell. Yes. Uh, it's. You know, it's called Mountain Home Road, which makes it sound much more pleasant than the hill. Mountain from Hell Road. Mountain Hell Road. <laughs> but the descent, that descent on the other side is every swooping corner is just a beautiful valley view. Like, you're looking at century farms. You're looking at cattle. Like, it's just green land every corner. And it's fast. You don't have to break that much. Um, the climb sucks. Absolutely. Right. But the payoff. But the payoff. It's quite, yeah. quite nice. And you, yeah. you found this payoff to be oh yeah, yeah that, that, that downhill really yeah it, into a, into a little town yeah. a little community called yeah. sodaville sodaville oh, yeah, that's, that's what that's called yeah, yeah. did, did yeah. they have any seltzer there uh you know back in the day i guess there actually was a soda spring soda spring really i might have the history messed up okay but no, I mean, the not name. on the soda spring the soda was spring was there okay but i think at some point it was actually either like the unincorporated capital of oregon or was up for consideration uh-huh. like back in the, okay. the pre-willamette valley pioneer settler days could have been a much different oregon trail game yeah, yeah. totally you, you've arrived in sodaville <laughs> exactly <laughs> well thank Dysentery you thank you for coming out. yeah, yeah. <laughs> appreciate that all right we got uh, one more rider up very good. Uh, so, yes, with that in mind, Sodaville, uh, that was one more stop on the route. How many towns did this, did this uh, so, so route have there wasn't, in total? Uh, there, there, you can't – if you blink, you're gone through Sodaville. So okay. it, it's Not really a town. Populated like 380 or something. Okay. Um, it's one of those little little – I think it's on the map, but – yeah. Um, just barely. Just barely. There's right. no place to buy soda in Sodaville. Uh, no. There okay. used to be Sodaville Market, but somebody, it's, it used to be a convenience store. It's now somebody looks like they live in there. Um, okay. Gotcha. One of those places. They're or not they're, Or they're making meth there. I don't know. They're making something else. They're making life happen yeah, there. Yeah, um, for sure. So, there, yeah, there was no stop there in Sodaville, but you were, at that point, you're only actually like four miles out outside okay. of Lebanon, so. All right, very good. Well, we've got uh, everyone is fanning each other as though <laughs> yeah, as though they awesome. were in, in ancient Egypt. And, I'm willing uh, to buy you actually a fan, like a silent fan. Oh, there is one right fan. there, right? There's not a one? silent fan. It's not silent. There's no, no such not. thing. Oh, okay, no. uh, but introduce yourself, please. Sure. Hi, I'm Robin. I'm from Salem, Oregon. Another Salem resident. Hello. That's right. Um, and I attempted 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 the 200. Okay, uh, explain what that means for us. It means that it was a magical ride, excluding the vomit. Ah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. You're not this the only not one that so vomited magical. in this room. Craig didn't share via microphone that he too puked. Yeah. And well, I, I almost <laughs> wear that as a badge of honor because over the whole Steens, you never puked. No, not at 
You puked on. You puked at the Swift Summit. There we go. So we're winning here. We have the course record, male and female pukers. There we go. The inaugural event here. Fabulous. Okay, so tell it. Lead up to this. How to uh, start from the, the beginning? Sure, sure. So I think I have to lead up. Um, gosh, before the race even started, uh, with a little personal detail. So um, my 14 year old nephew came to live with us last year, and uh, he's a very active young man. And uh, he uh, had never ridden a bike until he moved in with us, and then he realized he loves bikes, and then he needed a riding partner. And if you've ever ridden with a 14-year-old boy, you know that you have to ride all the time. <laughs> so here I am at age 44, and my fitness levels have never been better, thanks <laughs> to my, my little nephew. And um, I just got to a point where I was kind of looking for something to do, something challenging. And I've had a lot of life changes in the last year, and this just spoke to me. So I signed up. Initially, I thought I'd do the 100, and then some people... Some people <laughs> contacted me and were like, we're doing the 200. Well, how about, do you want to do that too? I'm like, oh, God, sure. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. So so I signed up for the 200 and um, uh, it's probably the most, the best ride I've ever done. And I've done lots of centuries. Um, I, I've done a double before. Uh, this was definitely the hardest without a doubt, the hardest ride I've ever done. Okay. There we go. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're, kind of starting this thing out you're going it seems like a beautiful day it seems like fun there's yep. that first initial hill it's very exciting and then uh at which point do you uh do you approach the vomiting stage it's mile one one thirteen okay i just missed i just come into the 110 checkpoint gone a little bit further and was just sick it was okay. just dry heaving and then the vomit started so, so I, what were the uh, what were the signifiers how did you know that this was coming um just sweat pouring okay. out of me and, and just sick. Fever so sick. Symptoms. So sick. So okay. sick. And then I circled back to the first aid where Trevor's mom doused me in wet racks oh, and cooled mom. me down. Let's talk about Trevor's mom. She's, she's done that for both of us at some point. <laughs> <laughs> she's amazing. There were hugs doled out. And yeah. It was, it was wonderful. She's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you were in the first aid tent when this happened? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I knew it was just time to call it, and, mm -hmm. that, and that was okay because I had had up to that point the ride was so incredible, and I had enjoyed it so so much. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. What what advice would you give to other uh, potential vomiters? <laughs> heat training. Heat, heat training. training. Okay. I so. know I don't do well in the heat, and my good friend Devin, who uh, you heard from earlier, she gave Very some great person. great advice about saunas and mm -hmm. the power of of the yeah. sauna and. Um, so I've learned a lot from Devin, and um, I, I know I need to do more training in the heat. Gotcha. Okay. I, I think there's a big piece. You know, not, I hadn't had this conversation with you, Rob, but there are a couple other people who, who weren't able to either meet the checkpoint times that day or, or bonked or whatever, had to pull out because of the heat. And, you know, when you start diving into this ultra-endurance stuff, at some point you're going to have days that just aren't your days. Like. Um, I, I played around in, in some trail running stuff for a couple of years and like, once you get past the 50 K mark, um, start running like 50 milers and hundred Ks, there's just times where the bus, <laughs> this is, they ain't going anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, for whatever reason, but, yeah, your drive train you know, is done. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that looks like puking or whatever. And, and 
um, I think that's kind of a cool lesson that, that manifests itself in these ultra and distance events is that, uh, you have to learn to be gracious with yourself and mm-hmm. kind to yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of, uh, some like self care <laughs> lessons that happen in it, you know? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, describe the recovery. How was it uh, after the vomit? Uh, after the vomit, so Trevor's mom cooled me down, <laughs> so I was good there, and then I hitched a ride to the finish line and just stayed for the party, just yeah. kind of curled up in a corner <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just cooled, cooled down and watched people come in and celebrated, and it was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Was there a point at which you uh, which you picked up a beer and were okay with it, or was the was the experience too, too visceral? Uh, too visceral. So oh, I, I did have some pizza. I did okay. have some pizza. But there we go. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Called, gotcha. it, called it good on the drinks. Yeah. Uh, was your 14-year-old nephew at the event? No, okay. he wasn't. He wasn't, but he was waiting at home gotcha. for me, and he had um, decorated the whole house. And- uh, that Aww. was nice of him. Yeah. That's awesome. the coolest. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, uh, you going to do this again next year? Without a doubt. Okay. With the, I want the damn cap. That's right. I would like your nephew to be the one to put the hat on your head next oh. year, if, if we can arrange that. I would love that. That'd yeah. be cool. Speaking of caps, I must comment on your cap right now. Sweet mm-hmm. Pea Little Bicycles. Sweet pea. Yeah. I love Natalie. She's such a great person and, yeah. and a great builder. Yeah, yeah. Great we're, builder. we're a fan. Absolutely. Yes. yes. And, uh, well, thank you very much for coming. I appreciate thank you. that. Uh, thank you to everybody who shared their stories. I know it's very hot yeah. in here. Uh, Trevor is now also doing the, uh, <laughs> the self-fanning. I'm breaking it out, yeah. finally. <laughs> so, uh, just, it, this is going to happen again, right? Yeah, next year... Um, Got to work with the county. Maybe the same week in third week in August might move it to the. Um, oh, I'm sorry, it was the fourth week in August this year, so might move it to the second week in August. Okay. Um, there's two country music festivals that happen the first and third weekends in that area. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Dirks Bentley was down there. Yeah, Dirks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we don't want to. We don't want to be on the road when those people are in you, the area. You can't compete with Dirks. Well, yeah, and I have, sure. to, I have to go see fans. Dirks. I can't put on a bike event. <laughs> Getting drunk on a plane. <laughs> That's right. It's a great song. Uh, yeah, so we'll be doing it next year. Um, SwissSummitNorthwest.com is um, the website page. And uh, we're actually planning here mid-October kind of a um, – I guess I'm calling it a bicycle community campout. Um, we got uh, we got uh, uh, some people clapping. Yeah, yes. so we opened registration today. So um, kind of a, a formal ushering in of autumn, if you will. Okay, uh, there we go. Yeah, so two days of camping, two days of bike riding, um, home cooked meals all around. Just kind of a hip, cool, artsy fartsy version of Cycle Oregon. Maybe that's awesome. Like, so does one have to have participated in the Swift two hundred? No, no, to not at all. Participate in this? Not at all. No, okay. it's open for anyone and everyone. Open um, registration. Is yep. this also a two hundred one hundred? No, uh, both routes are forty <laughs> miles. The Saturday okay. route, um, there's an option of a gravel, a gravel route or or a pavement route, so you can pick your poison there. Yeah. Um, the next day is uh, you could do the route pavement. five times. If you wanted to, right? And, and if you did it five times, I would give you one of these hats, like, and I would give you an entry next year. Um, Very good. All right. I mean, David Barstow Robinson wants a hat. Yeah. Oh yeah, he does. Come on, David. Well, <laughs> right now he's Everstein Tillicum, right? But uh, yeah, or recovering or something. Yeah, it's, yeah. We're making Instagram videos. I love that guy. Yep, that um, guy is an inspiration to all of us. Totally. Well, hey, uh, this brings us to the end. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Really Absolutely. appreciate it. Would you yeah. do me the kindness of uh, engaging in some angry muttering as we read the end credits? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. All right. So here it comes. 
The Sprocket Podcast is produced at Stream PDX Community Audio Studio thanks to generous support of Open Signal. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text 2503-847-9774. Twitter and the Instagrams at Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Kurt Bird for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks to our sustaining donors, Logan Smith, Shadowfoot, Katrina Melengard. Wayne Norman, Doug Robertson, Ethan Georgie, Justin Martin, Eric Iverson, Cameron Lean, Richard Wazinski, Tim Mooney, Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Eric Weiss, Dog Parker, Dan Gebhardt, who's a time traveler, Zoe Campania, Dave Knows, Chris Smith, Christy Kaster, Caleb Jenkinson, JP Keeley, Peanut Butter John Matt, Patrick Archie, Sebastian Poole, Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom, Andrew in Colorado, Drew the Welder, Anna, John Wasserman, Andre Johnson, King of Division, Josh Sisson, Richard G, Guthrie Strong, Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons and founder of the Regranary, Campsite, Magnus David. Kathy Cycling, Walking, Eating, Talking. Nathan Poulton, Chris Ross, Rory in Michigan. Michael Flournoy, Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay. Nathan Coleman, Mr. T, Harry Hugel. Ed Whitman, EJ Finneran, Paul Culberton, if that's your real name. Brad Hipwell, Thomas Gato, Keith Hutchison. Uh, Ranger Tom, Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tan. Eric Wagoner, Jason Offenberg, Microcosm Publishing. David Moore, Dennis O'Brien, Todd Grossbeck. Chris Barron, Chris Barron, and Chris Barron. And all of our former donors who helped us get this. This far. Now brush your teeth and go to bed!